Good morning. Hey, again, welcome to Desert Foothills. Welcome in person. Welcome everybody online. Uh, it's great to hear from you too. I uh, love getting your emails, even little comments I make on YouTube uh, videos. And obviously everyone here, uh, likewise, please let us know. Uh, the connection card, the app, the church app that we've got. Lots of ways to get in contact with us. And our office doors are always open. So you can just stop by during the week and uh, we'd love to visit with you. We are doing this series called A Child of Promise through uh, the weeks leading up to Christmas and even a couple weeks after Christmas, uh, tying this theme of all of the promises that God has made, God has kept. And it's a, it's a really awesome thing to live in this time in history to where we can look back and see so many of God's promises that were made, so many that were kept. And we know there's a few promises still left to be fulfilled, and we're certain that it's going to be fulfilled. Today we're talking about a favored promise, a favored promise, the story, uh, the second gospel reading this morning, the uh, angel Gabriel comes to Mary and shares that wonderful good news with her. And this was in fulfillment of many promises that were made uh, that we read about what we call the Old Testament. And a lot of times people don't get too excited about reading the Old Testament. But in the Old Testament, God writes down, right? It's in black and white. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. This is what's going to happen. This is how it's going to happen. This is why I'm doing it. And in the New Testament, we see all of those promises Fulfilled. So I'm going to say promises made, and you're going to say promises kept. Right. Promises made, promises kept. That connects the Old Testament to the New Testament. And again, today we're talking about a, a favored promise. So the angel Gabriel, he appears to Mary, and he says, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And he is announcing to her, that she is going to bear a son, and not just any son, the Son of God, the Messiah, the long-awaited, long-ago-promised Savior of the world. Now, Mary's response is probably what our response would be. If the angel Gabriel suddenly appeared here and looked you right in the eye and said, Greetings, you are highly favored. You might say, Me? Favored by God? That's a great reaction because that was Mary's reaction. You see, if Mary had been like one of those Pharisees that's always given Jesus so much trouble, her response to Gabriel would have been, well, it's about time. I was wondering when you're going to show up and thank me for all the good stuff I've been doing. What can I do for God now? What, what does he got? What does he need? Let me know. I got it. I, I got it covered. I can do it. No, right? She would be just like you, just like me. We know what we really deserve out of life. And we know what we don't deserve. It's kind of like, I don't know if it's ever happened to you when you were in school, 
But if you're just minding your own business in the cafeteria or maybe walking down the hall and the principal walks by and says, excuse me, I need to talk to you. What? Me? Even if he promises, like, no, you're not in trouble. I just, I just want to, when you go in his office, you're going to have butterflies in your stomach because you know deep down inside, you know that you've done some things at that school that he probably would be mad about. That's Mary. And that's why Gabriel has to comfort her and say, No, Mary, do not be afraid. Don't be afraid, right? I've got good news of great joy. Do not be afraid because you have found favor with God, that favored promise. Now, the, I can understand uh, there a lot of believers throughout many years have, have kind of read this story and, and just you come away with the impression that, well, Mary must have been really special. Mary must have been a little more holy than, than me. But the real key to understanding this verse is back, you know, it's translated into English. Go back and uh, the Latin word there is, is uh, favor, but it's the theological word for grace. So when we talk about what is grace, because that's a word we throw around in churches without really defining it. So give me just a second. So what is grace? The professional, the, the theological definition of grace is the favor of God. In the Latin, it's the favor dei, the, the favor of God. That's God's grace. So what the angel is saying is, do not be afraid, for you have found grace with God. Hmm? So what was so special about Mary? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. She was a very ordinary person. She was a young lady. She lived in a very small village. She lived in a, a province of Israel that was in the have-nots section of the country. And it's interesting that we really don't know a whole lot about her, even little things. Like the Holy Spirit didn't think it was important to record for us. Um, did she have long hair? What, what did she wear? Was she short? Was she tall? Was she a great cook? Did she play an instrument? Did she have a beautiful voice? And the reason that's not recorded for us is because none of those reasons are why people are important. The reason that you are important is because of what God thinks of you. The reason you are favored the reason you have God's grace is because of what he thinks of you. And that message from Gabriel to Mary is exactly God's message to you. Every single one of you. You are highly favored. Now, if you think that it's hard to get all of the post-Christmas wrapping paper stuffed into the trash bag... Imagine God, the Son, the Word that created the universe, shrinking down to fit into Mary's womb. 
about the size of a fist. It's amazing. That incredible miracle. And the reason that God became man was so that he could fit on the cross to take away the sins of the world, to take the punishment for the sins of the world, the punishment that you know you deserve, the punishment that deep down inside your conscience always, uh, different ways it manifests. Sometimes it struggles with your, your personal confidence you just, no, no, I don't deserve this compliment. I don't deserve this promotion. I don't deserve this good grade. I don't deserve this good person in my life. Yeah, you do. You are highly favored. And how could you not be when God has gone through all of this, God becoming man, man, God, Jesus, dying on the cross, rising from the dead, all just so you could be his child. Yeah, of course, you are highly favored by God. So I want to, uh, I want to help you with a little self-talk, right? This is, this is scripture stuff, not some of that wacky self-help book stuff, right? This is God's word. I am greatly blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved. I want you to say that with me. I am greatly blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved. So what does this mean practically for day-to-day life? We've talked about some of the examples, just the confidence that we have in God's love for us. Not in our actions or accomplishments or failures, but in who God says we are. And ultimately, (laughs) this is practical because we're all going to face the angel of death. And at that moment, these words from the angel Gabriel to you are invaluable. Do not be afraid. You are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Now, back to Mary. Gabriel's talking to her, tells her what's going to happen, and she just asks a pretty good question. How can this be? How can God become human How can a virgin become pregnant? How how can this be? And the angel very simply says, uh, not only can it happen, it will happen. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. He talks about her cousin Elizabeth, who is uh, much older in years, uh, who was already in the sixth month of her pregnancy. And then the angel said, for nothing is impossible with God. How can this be? Because nothing is impossible with God. And again, the literal translation there is, God's word is always fulfilled. That's what the angel said to her question. How can this be? God's word is always fulfilled, or the way we're saying it. Promises made, promises kept. And these words are really meaningful for us still today, too. So many areas of our life, but just think about in worship, just a couple of examples. How can it be that a baby receives faith, the forgiveness of sins, just by sprinkling a little water on their head and saying the name of God? Because God's word will always be fulfilled. 
He promises through that means of grace, that delivery of grace to that child, to that human, receives the gift of the Holy Spirit, the forgiveness of sins, and eternal life. In just a minute, you're going to come up and receive Holy Communion. You ask, how can that be? And you will not see, certainly will not taste, the body and the blood of Christ in the bread and the wine. But it is there because Jesus said, this is my body. This is my blood. And his word is always fulfilled. Promises made, promises kept. What a little miracle that we get to experience every Sunday in communion. Now Mary's response to the angel saying, well, it's going to be the way God says it's going to be. She says, got it. That's, say no more. Uh, let it be to me according to your word. What an incredibly faith-filled statement. God, I don't understand. Doesn't make sense to me. You said it. I accept it. Good. Good enough for me. Don't need to know more than that. Don't have to explain it. Don't have to understand it. Uh, let it be to me according to your word, according to your will. Now, there's a couple of application points I want you to take home. Uh, the first, we're talking about our uncomfortableness with receiving compliments. Now, again, self-talk, right? We are richly blessed. We are deeply loved. We're highly favored. We have amazing grace from God. So, despite your instinct, when somebody pays you a compliment, like, um, oh, girl, that outfit just looks beautiful today. Don't tell your girlfriend. Oh, this whole thing, I just found it in the back of a closet. Yeah. Oh, I remember I got it on sale. I, you know, I think they paid me to take it out of the store. It's just nothing, really. You can say, thanks, I, I'm really blessed. Somebody says, dude, that is a sharp-looking car you got parked out there. Like, oh, you know, I got it. I, you know, I got to haul my gear, and it's a family, and they got kids now, and I'm going to use it for this. Just be like, yeah, I know, God's really blessed me. Somebody compliments you on your children or your grandchildren or says, wow, I heard you singing in church. You have a beautiful voice. Or, Walt, you did such a great job. You really did a great job. Everybody here has fumbled up. And I tell you what, today more people were listening more attentively to the gospel reading today than they normally do. So that was very helpful for my message. So you get compliments like that. You don't deflect the praise because it does feel uncomfortable. But when it feels uncomfortable, reflect the praise to God. And what an opportunity it is to be a witness. Wow, I really like your hair. Oh, thanks. God's blessed me with, well, not me, Pastor Jeremy's hair. <laughs> right? Thank you. I am blessed. God has blessed me. Practice those things. And that's also going to build, again, your own faith in God, that confidence in you are who God says you are, not who other people say you are, and certainly not who you think you are. You are who God says you are, and you are highly favored. The second 
thing I would really love for you to take home today is following along those lines and sharing our faith. You see, Mary, uh, though another, this is kind of from the Greek Orthodox uh, terminology, but Mary is referred to as Theotokos, and Theo, like theology, it's God, and a bearer. Uh, Mary was literally, right, God-bearer. She bore the Son of God. Now, you haven't been called to bear Jesus physically, but you have the Word in your heart. You have Jesus in your heart. You bear that Word, that good news, to your family, to your friends, to the neighbors, ultimately as a church body, to the nation, to the world, when we share that good news, we let them know that God says they are all highly favored, deeply loved. There's nothing more important, as Pastor Jeremy said, I've got no better news I could possibly share with you, that God has done all of this so that you can be his child now and forever. Let people know that they are highly favored too. Hey, I really like your house. Thank you. God's really blessed us with this. You know, God's given you blessings too. Have you noticed them? Do you thank God for them? You are highly favored and deeply loved. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, let me pray. We'll move on communion. Heavenly Father, oh, we are so greatly blessed, and we think of the very first Christmas gift given, uh, your son Jesus, for our our sins and uh, to give us eternal life. And we rejoice this day and this season especially uh, that you have chosen us to be highly favored. And what a tremendous gift that is, uh, to be known that, that, that you love us and that you think we are important, so important, uh, that you would do all of this for each and every one of us and help us to live in that confidence and help us to share that good news with our friends. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.